Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery, and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets, and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello everyone and welcome back to Ritual. My name is Amy Harvey and today is a very special day because you will be listening to this, I assume most of you, on Halloween. So happy Halloween to everyone listening on the 31st of October. If you listen to this later, well then that's your own fault. It's really not my problem. But I hope that you have a beautiful Halloween and we I wanted to make a very special Halloween episode and I know There is one person in particular who I knew had to do it with me because we share a deep love for all things spooky, pumpkin spice, Halloween vibes. And that is my guest for today. Uh, She owns an amazing store called Romy and Wild. Uh, She has her own podcast called Wild Podcast. And she is a neighbor to me country-wise because she's over in New Zealand. So as an Australian, I have to say, don't judge her. You know, (laughs) we love our New Zealand friends. Uh, But I'm very excited to have Amber Harris with me today. We have been friends on Instagram for a few years now, I'd say. Yeah. Um, So it's nice to actually like (laughs) speak kind of face-to-face in a way. Um, But Amber, thank you so much for being on here. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in a world global, you know, context, we are we are definitely neighbours. We're neighbours. Um, so yeah, I love it, love it. How are you going? How is life over there? And whereabouts in New Zealand are you? So uh, yeah, in New Zealand, I'm from the North Island and yeah. I'm from a little beach town called Mount Monganui. So I'm a little, mm-hmm. like probably a two minute walk to the ocean which I know oh, you, you would love yeah. um yeah and my hometown is famous for surfing and things like that but today oh. it's not it's not like that like if I no. was to open these these curtains here it's gloomy it's cold oh. it's raining I'm pretty sure there's hail out there so the Halloween know, vibes are happening today <laughs> yeah spooky Halloween weather is happening yeah one re- one thing that I love about you is that, and this is like something that social media does, is that you can find people who are literally like in a very similar position as you. Like both of us have our own small business, um, you know, both magical, both have kids. We both like have podcasts, like we just get, we get the same stuff. And sometimes you yeah. just need people who you can have like a vent to, or if you watch their stories and they're like annoyed or upset about something and you can be like, I totally get it. And I love that about you. I love that if I'm like venting about something on social media, you're like one of the first people to be like, I I get it. And I, I feel yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, half the time I watch your stories, I'm like, is this not a reflection? Is this not a mirror of how my morning went today? Like, yeah. is this not the same thing? No so shit. I have I have one daughter, she's three. And I swear, like half the time I watch your stories, I'm like, did this not just happen in my house yeah. this morning as well? Three-year-olds are wild. Like, wild. Not, in, not necessarily in a good way, in a more mentally <laughs> unstable way. <laughs> yes. Yes, like I feel I feel like often, you know, when you read these articles and it's like, are you in a toxic relationship? I'm like, oh, yes, my three-year-old is doing this to me at the moment, you know, like yeah. oh, you know, because one the thing minute is two-year-olds oh, yeah. don't get it. Like they can't communicate no. and they're like, you go, yeah. there's still this like innocence about you where three-year-olds you go, you fucking know. All right. I know I you know. know. And I know, I know you know what you're doing as well. <laughs> I know. And like, I feel like this morning before I, I took my daughter to daycare, she was like, kind of like channeling like a cat, you know, like when a cat's been told not to do something, they just watch you Absolutely. and they clear and they just flick things off the shelf as they go. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. She gave me this glare and I'm like, wow, this is wild. But I mean, hence Romy and wild. Romy is her name. So 
I love Same that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Now, first question I like to ask people uh, because yeah. I'm very like interested in people's habits and routines because I feel like yeah. often you kind of see a similarity with people and what they like to do to achieve things for the day. But do you have a morning ritual or something that you like to do every single day? And it can be like mundane, magical, or maybe a mix of the two. But do you have anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's all very dependent, again, on a three-year-old. But yeah. I um, I definitely grew up in, like, a very magical sort of yes. witchy spiritual home. So um, I sort of carry on a lot of the traditions that I guess my parents and my grandparents did. Yeah. So the first thing I'll do when I get up in the morning is I'll light what's called like the spirit candle and I guess it's just a way to it's just always a white candle there's one right here actually I haven't lit it right now but I have them everywhere my house has candles everywhere um I'll get up in the morning and the first thing I'll do is I will light the spirit candle and it's just like a thank you like a gratitude for the spirits in the house all of our ancestors past and things like that light the spirit candle and then I'm putting the jug on because if I can get five minutes before anybody wakes up or anything like that where I can actually have a hot cup of tea um <laughs> gold. then it's I'm doing that gold. so it's just it's yeah it's just lighting the candle and putting the jug on before I'm bombarded with like bluey or something totally. you know what I mean? so yeah yeah it's very simple for me I have to keep it simple um because yeah otherwise it probably wouldn't happen so yeah, yeah. light a candle put the jug on that's do you know speaking of bluey did you did you see that America have made their own version of bluey I just feel it's about like, a rat. How is that going to work? It's you not going to work. It's not. And, no. and it literally looks the same as Bluey. It's no. about rats or something stupid. And it's, everyone oh, already hates yeah. it. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, you just can't no. copy Bluey because you just don't understand the humor or, like, the culture or anything about it. Yeah. And the reason why it's so good is because it's an Aussie thing. You know, yeah, yeah, it made me sure. so mad when I saw that. I'm oh, like, back off. Yeah. You have everything else. Yes. And as a Kiwi who's like, I've lived in Australia on and off as well. We we know things like in certain episodes, they have a reference to like a shop or something. And we're like, oh, how, how we know about that. Yeah. But I feel like even America, they have to sen- they, they censor a lot of their episodes of Bluey anyway. Like the I one know. with the dad doing the fart jokes and stuff. And I'm like, what They're are they going to put in there? <laughs> don't get it go away yeah um okay now one question I'm very excited to hear about actually because you have a very unique um background I'd say because a lot of the people I have interviewed when it comes to like where they (laughs) began not a lot of them have been born into magic And so I'm really excited to hear what was your journey like into becoming a witch and magical because it was just around you always, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So my family are, well, there's some twists and turns in here actually that I'll get into later, which kind of talks about where my journey goes. But um, my family is like full Scottish and full Swedish um that cool we combo <laughs> yeah so cool combo so we grew up with on great like great grandparents and then grandparents and then my parents both sides um with a lot of Scottish folk magic in the house mm-hmm. and things like Scottish mythology myths and legends about the the land the fairies you know um the elves all that kind of stuff and then on the Swedish side we grew up with a lot of um stories and I guess appreciation for um yeah again land spirits the water spirits all that kind of stuff so this has always been something that's just been in my household like as for as long as I can remember um you know we've had stories um told to us by our grandparents great-grandparents things like that about like what the fae do and you better not do this because the fae will act this way or um I remember a funny story when I was a kid and I went to a sleepover at a friend's house. I must have been about maybe eight or nine. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I remember something happened with me and her where we got into something in, in her house that we shouldn't have. I think it was like hair dye packets or something in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> yeah. Not good, you know. <laughs> and straight away she just denied, like her parents came in and just denied everything. And I was like, 
standing there going, it was the brownie. And these these parents just looked at me dead in the eye and they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, the brownie. Don't you know? Yeah, doesn't everybody know? Like, doesn't everybody, <laughs> every household have a brownie? And it took me a long time to figure out that, you know, the stories I was told about a house brownie, which is very Scottish. Yeah. Um, every household in Scotland has a brownie, which is like part of the fae, you know, like a little goblin gremlin type thing that gets into mischief and you just like blame Dobby. whatever happens on the brownie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly the same. And so I was just like, well, we'll just blame the brownie. And the parents were like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, I had just naturally, you know, growing up with this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Again, um, Sawin, like growing up with things with Sawin. So you had certain food that you would always cook on the night of Sawin, whether we had we were living in the Southern Hemisphere or not, we would still have it, you know, the 31st. Um, and, you know, you make soul cakes and you gift those to the dead. You set up a little table um, for your passed over ancestors to eat with you. So if people yeah. came over to my house for a sleepover, they were like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, but I had always seen like my mum, yeah, use like different herbs and jars and like um, pop it under our pillows for nightmares and all that kind of stuff so it's definitely been just a massive part of my life growing up both Scottish folk magic I guess and the Nordic practices as well yeah um, so yeah for me it was just it's always been around I've never really known any different yeah but and my journey now is actually quite different so that all kind of started when I did um, my DNA um, like ancestry test yes. thing about about 13 years ago now and um growing up like I had always been very connected to the Scottish folk practices we have in our household and all the stories and stuff that came from our family and again the Swedish side um but I'd always had this really big obsession with um the Caribbean and like learning about the black civil rights movement in America and um like what happened to people over there and I actually did a speech on it in um an intermediate which is over here like 12 maybe 12 years yeah, old yep and um <clears throat> and my teacher was kind of like what the fuck like this is pretty out the gate you know like a, a young girl doing a speech about like Martin Luther King and all this kind of stuff the slave <laughs> okay, trade weirdo. Like, it went really into it yeah yeah like oh, chill okay. out you know we just wanted you to talk about serving or something um and so I was like oh, I just have this deep connection for that that's so strange and of course you always grow up thinking you are something you know unless you were to do an ancestry test you wouldn't really know yeah um and then of course the skeletons come out the closet so I had always believed that we and our family had a little bit of like native New Zealand like Maori here yeah. Maori um because I'm really brown really tanned and the only reason I have blonde hair is because I'm going so gray so I'm just you know putting the foils on but otherwise <laughs> my hair is my hair is black you know yeah and um you know, for a Scottish Swedish person, that's you know okay, a little bit out the yeah. gate. But um, we were sort of like we all did our ancestry tests together, and my results came back with like an alarming um thing in there. Like, okay, this is really strange. And then so I, of course, I made my mum and dad do it to see like yeah. where's this coming from. And um, so I am like a third um of Caribbean blood. <laughs> And we realized that when we did our family tree, that this name kept popping up. And unless you would have known the history of this person and this name, yeah, you would have just assumed that would have been like maybe a white person from England. Yeah. But um, what happened back in those days, and it's like, I love history, I'll get into it forever. But um, what happened in those days is the slaves that were taken from Africa to the Caribbean to yeah. work um, and the South Southern states of America as well were given just english white names so yeah. they just would given whole new identities right so unless you did an ancestry test you would just assume that person in your family tree was from england or scotland yeah. or something um and so my great aunt and my great grandmother were both black from what is now cute like living in cuba um and yeah their names were amy jones and laura jones and it's like you would never know that and the most so, white names I say as a white, per names. white person called Amy <laughs> I know I know <laughs> that is great crazy name, by the way. great name. thank you um but um so it came back that I'm a third 
I'm a third Caribbean, you know, fourth generation from Africa. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Is this the connection that I've always had? Um, And so, of course, my my, um, career and travel background is pretty extensive. And I I went over there and I met my family. I met my family and I was able to live with them, stay with them. Where were they? And then so... They're in um, Havana in Cuba now. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so cool. Um, but they are originally from the island of Haiti. And then I guess if you go back, they would be from Nigeria and Senegal. So, wow. um, yeah, bizarre. But um, I was able to learn. And that's kind of where my introduction to learning what I practice now, which is hoodoo, um, yes. became about because I was able to learn from family members, family lines, and connect with the ancestors there. So now today I practice hoodoo, which is um, interesting. I want to get into a very that in specific, a second. Yeah, yeah, a very specific thing, but now that's what I, I, I do. So, yeah. I love that you had that deep, like, um, pull towards it, not even knowing that it was no. in your blood. Like, isn't that yeah. so cool how powerful magic is that even when your yeah. brain is telling you that you have no like connection, your soul is like absolutely need to go there because we are, yeah. that's, that's calling us. Yeah, exactly. Like I had always felt that pull and connection. I couldn't put my finger on it. And then all of a sudden it was there and me being spontaneous and impulsive within weeks I was over there living with people who were my family um and so yeah amazing and from like a magical like perspective as well when you look at the history there like even Hades there is so much magic around there in whatever form they like whether it's hoodoo voodoo there's like so much going on and you see how that bleeds into places like New Orleans and it's just like a whole different world of magic which I find I don't know a lot about it and I do want to learn because I find it so interesting um and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you because I would love to learn more about what hoodoo is because the only explanation I've ever heard is that it's like witchcraft on the fly which I was like that's pretty cool (laughs) but obviously there's like a deeper meaning to it so I would love for you to actually explain like what is hoodoo and how would you differentiate it from like witchcraft Okay. Okay. So I guess for a lot of um, people who practice hoodoo, like, I mean, 98% of people who practice hoodoo would be like black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I'll just start with, I guess, um, separating the two as well, because people, I think there's this misconception that voodoo and hoodoo is the same. No. Um, And so voodoo is, um, for all those that don't know, is like an organized religion. So it's a religion you can join or be initiated to it if you feel um going through certain things just like you would in Christianity like if you were Catholic you do like your holy communion um all that kind of stuff so voodoo is is a religion from Africa but you can kind of go in there if you want to but I mean I guess most white people wouldn't yeah um and hoodoo is specifically um a a, I guess a new but very um special practice that was created from the slaves themselves when they came to the Caribbean and the Southern States of America. So you're talking, yeah, like New Orleans, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. So the slaves that were taken there and to the West Indies, the Caribbean, created their own practices. And what they did is they took old elements from voodoo and brought it um, to do what, I guess they would would work with whatever they had. So when you're in slave quarters, you have access to like bare minimum um, but they were really good with identifying local herbs and um, using things like alcohol um, and then different types of food, things like that. So hoodoo itself has always been very focused on an ancestral veneration. So venerating your own ancestors, yeah. using um, spirit communication, divination techniques to connect with your um, ancestors long past or recently past so it definitely always revolves around spirits yeah and I guess the element of choice for hoodoo would be fire always candles always burning um things like that so hoodoo itself you have to be a little bit more careful of only because you are connecting to your ancestral spirits so it's not something that 
I guess people could just jump in and start practicing right. and, and I guess join because you have to be able to connect with the spirits that were slaves themselves. So yeah. unless you had any ancestors that weren't slaves, it wouldn't probably be something that you'd choose to to jump into and practice because no. um, you wouldn't be able to have that connection. No. But it's definitely seen, I think, as being quite mysterious and um that kind of thing to people because you see it in a lot of American movies, don't you? Like there's always like let for example, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. We've got Cal- Calypso, right? Calypso the the hoodoo voodoo queen with the yeah. dreadlocks and she's like, yeah. So I mean you see all these things in um, you know, like the American kind of stereotype media or or mainstream movies about what a hoodoo practitioner would look like. Um, but generally they look like me. <laughs> so <laughs> they could look like anything, like right super now, magical like, and beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I look like a librarian. <laughs> but um, yeah, so anyone in practicing hoodoo who have come from those lines could um be what's called a root worker or like yep. a conjure woman or man. Um, and so a lot of people still have this, like definitely the old, old, old people, like we're talking grandparents, great grandparents, they still have this bad connotation with the word witch because for them back in those days when, you know, they didn't really even have their lives for free, that was seen as being the worst thing, which again, for all of us who have come from these, these backgrounds or have jumped into this as a practice, the word witch used to be like horrifying, you know, you yeah. wouldn't go around saying you were a witch, you'd, no. you'd be burned or you'd be yeah. hung or whatever. But so um, they always just say in hoodoo, conjure woman or root worker. So for me, I would call myself within the hoodoo practice, I would call myself a root worker or yep. a conjure woman, um, which you can do conjure woman, conjure man, whoever. And you're kind of a person who someone would go to, to pay for like a service or to get help with something. So in the Caribbean, you would go to a root worker to get help with why your baby's crying or mm. um, if you have headaches or your neighbor's like pissing you off and, you know, their, their tree's coming over the fence and you want them to go out there and cut it without asking them. And it's like <laughs> these, all these like funny, dark kind of mystical things that you can, you can do. But um it's very focused on protection and healing as well. So I think a lot of people still think that it's like, you know, they see it in the the media, the sorry, the movies and things like that, and they think, oh, yeah. voodoo or hoodoo is like black magic. The yeah, term, it's seen as um, scary and death, yeah, and they're going to hurt you. Yeah. Mm. But the term black magic actually came about in 1678 um, when they just looked at people who did this type of magic and they were black. So they just penned it down as, oh, this is black magic. Mm. So it, it was actually really to do with the skin color rather yeah. than any dark darkness. Yeah. So, Isn't that so interesting? Yeah. And so for someone who's practicing today, like what, what would you do on an everyday basis that involves hoodoo magic? Like what's something that, you know, you would just do throughout the day. That's not like a big, like ritual kind of thing, but just something Mm. that you would incorporate into your day. Yeah. So definitely, um, like I said earlier, so lighting the spirit candle. So making sure that you constantly have a sort of like a guiding light for the ancestors because your my house is full full of people that I'm constantly like talking to yeah. I'm pretty sure if like the, the courier and the postie comes by they're like what's going on in there they must think there's a whole bunch of people it's just me um <laughs> but you know there's a lot of activity um because hoodoo itself is just solely focused on ancestral veneration so you're constantly talking to your past over loved ones yeah. throughout the day so you always have a candle lit um, and that's just like a guiding beacon for them to come. Um, so you always light the ancestor candle yep. and you're always putting out like a little offering as well. Like this morning, knowing I was going to jump on and do this podcast with you, I sort of spoke to my uncle on that side. He was like half Jamaican. Just crank out the cigars. And um, so I just put a little cigar down next to the ancestral candle and lit that for a few moments and then put some of these little tea cakes next to it for him. So whoever I'm trying to communicate with or, um, you know, that day, I'll put out their favorite things. So that's just part of hoodoo is just, it's very family orientated, whether they're here or not. So yeah. It's almost like you celebrate Sarwen, like the, like a witchy version of Sarwen on a daily basis. Like every day, every single day. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. I love that yeah. so much. Um, yeah, I, and, I love it. 
And so does your whole family, are they still very much like, do, they, do you still practice together or is it just you or what do you, how does it all so work I, now? Yeah, I'm the only voodoo practitioner in my family at all. Um, mm. And I guess it was something I had to go and learn as well. Um, but my mum and dad, they love hearing about it. They love learning about, you know, um, what I'm doing next. Like, who's that for? They're very involved in it because, again, with growing up with the Scottish folk magic and sort of the Swedish folk magic as well, or Swedish elements, um, you know, you sort of would pay homage to your ancestors or things like that. Again, for Samhain, but my family, my mum and dad, they're very involved with, oh, we're going around to your house, like what's going on here today, you know, things <laughs> like that. So I think for my mum, she's more involved in learning about like who these people were because throughout history, if it was just on paper, they would have been forgotten. Totally. So what I'm doing is I'm literally venerating them every day by honoring them and continuing what they would have practiced. And yep. it's just like, I'm the only one in the family and it's like, wow, it's seen as a big deal. So that's yeah. really beautiful. And I, you know what I love? I love that you have like such an extensive background of like the Scottish, the Swedish, and now the like yeah. Caribbean and yeah. it kind of fits like for my next question as well for you is that I know you are quite the world traveler. Like you have yes. been everywhere, everywhere. Yes. And so how did that, like, what, what did you do that allowed you to travel basically like nearly everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I left high school in New Zealand. I was like bullied here. So I just wasn't having a good time. Yeah. And I actually jumped over the ditch, came to Australia, did a little bit of traveling around and um, worked in tourism a little bit, like yeah. when I was about 19. And I loved it. I loved that side of things. And so then I jumped back over to New Zealand and I did like a journalism degree. Mm -hmm. um, so I stayed here, did university, did a journalism degree and did like a few like history papers as well. Because again, I was still very fixated on like what was happening, you know, with slavery and things in America and stuff like that. So I just kind of then went back out into the world um, after finishing my degree. And it was literally by accident that I have stumbled on all these amazing jobs. So I um, went over to Sweden to visit my sister where she she lives. And I was just sitting in a cafe and um, there was a guy next to me and he was having like problems with his phone and all that kind of stuff. And I'm really, really lucky. Like I like to think that I'm a really lucky person or somehow I manifest these amazing things out of yeah. thin air. But um, I'm sitting there and I just being, you know, the uh, like my love language is like giving or like helping. So yeah. I was just like going to help him and like ask him if he needed any help with his phone. And he just, we just got to talking small talk. So we're sitting in this Swedish cafe in the middle of Stockholm city. It's snowing outside <sighs> and turns out he owns a tourism company who goes cool. up to the, the top of Sweden, which is in Lapland, you know, oh, and Lapland. Stop. Being, I That's know, where Santa I lives. <laughs> where Santa lives. And so he wants to um, get international guides, but he needs someone who's going to be able to work with the indigenous Sami people. So in Sweden, the Sami, the indigenous Sami people are, I guess, treated like a lot of indigenous people are around the world. You know, yeah. let's be honest, not so good. No. Um, and, you know, they're not acknowledged and things like that a lot. And so he wanted someone to be able to go in and communicate with them and work with them, you know, who was quite empathetic and things like that. And I was like, I'll do it. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> who are you for a start? And I was like, told in my background just finished journalism degree come from New Zealand where I work and speak you know with a lot of like indigenous folk here and things like that I worked in Australia with Aboriginal people and um, my passion is is people and and that so he was like you can start tomorrow and it was literally Dude. by chance <laughs> I know so cool. by chance it was 26 hours on a bus from Stockholm up to the top what a beautiful and drive it was so stunning it was beautiful and then when so I got up there I was just in this community of these indigenous reindeer herders who were like in their traditional clothing and I was like hi I'm Amber from New Zealand and we had a really cool connection from the beginning um, and I guess from there we were able to open up tourism that was sustainable and ethical where it didn't affect their daily way of life but that they were able to benefit from as yeah. well so um, and it turned out that the company was like National Geographic 
So I went straight into not having much experience to working for National Geographic as a field guide for Indigenous groups. And that's taken me everywhere. I've worked in like Vietnam with the Indigenous women. I've worked in America with Native um, American tribes there. Um, absolutely everywhere with learning their, you know, their way of life, their medicines, all that kind of stuff, just being there with them. And so I had a whole career just in tourism after that where I just got to travel all the time. That makes me feel sick. <laughs> and so, of course, I'm waking up and, you know, the northern lights are outside. Or, stop. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember that up there, that part of the world, it's so, it's like way above the Arctic Circle. So yeah. in winter, you don't even have any sunlight. It's dark 24-7. Yeah. There's no, yeah. So we're, we're, I'm popping the vitamin D tablets, you know, so oh, you don't yeah. get that like, what a seasonal strange depression. Experience. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing though. Um, And so, yeah, I've, I feel like I've been able to live, you know, just this amazing life of just traveling and just seeing everything. Yeah. And so with that, was there one place or maybe a couple in particular that really spoke to you the most as in from a spiritual sense? Like, did you have, did you find places that just, you know how like when you go to big cities, they kind of feel a little bit dead because there's mm. just, it's like money and sadness and whatever. Like we were, we were talking the other day, I was in Hollywood and it's not a nice place. Like it feels yuck. Yeah. It feels, it's just a mixture of like desperation, homelessness, drug abuse, sadness. Like it's just, yeah. a, the, yeah, the place sure. feels yuck. But was there somewhere that you went that really just hummed with magic and like natural raw energy? Um, So many places. Like I feel like wherever I went to, I would almost pick up or be drawn to those little pockets of places anyway. Yeah. But definitely Cornwall. Like have you oh, been to Cornwall? Cool. Oh, at the top of my list. So beautiful. Yeah, it's so stunning. So I mean, again, I'm a history buff, so I'll, I'll throw yeah. a little bit in there. But I mean, Please. Cornwall was originally an island. It wasn't connected to the mainland of England at all. Yeah. And um, the Cornish are so like, what would you say? You'd say like really staunch. Like they are very much like we're Cornish, we're not English. Um, hey, everyone. I'm just going to pause today's episode for a moment. I hope you're enjoying it. It sounds super interesting. If you're enjoying this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how could I support this show? Then the best way to do that is to jump over to Patreon and become one of my patrons where you'll get access to additional content, videos, bonus episodes of Ritual with Amy Harvey, that is me, learning tools to help you on your witchy path and special discounts to my online store, rosongcottage.com. Take it away, voiceover guy. That's right. Simply head to patreon.com forward slash Rosethorn Cottage to get all the goodies and support your favourite podcast in the entire world, Ritual with Amy Harvey. Now, back to the show. ...their own stories and legends about how, you know, the sea and the sky and the forest and all these spirits and stuff like that. But um, when you go there today you can still feel that and you you can go to like little tiny villages they're like little seaside fishermen villages where the men are just singing in a pub like a sea shanty and I actually talk about ah. it on um, my podcast it's beautiful and you're just transformed back in time to like where am I you know and then yeah you sort of go next door and they're talking about the mermaids that they still believe in today yes they're very superstitious and then there's like a witch museum up the road and I know I want to go there (laughs) yeah you would love it you would love it and because it's right by the water as well like for you you who loves the sea it's mermaid vibes everywhere but they constantly talk about the fae as well and like the water spirits and like what happens it's you would love it it's so beautiful I just think it's one of these places oh it's definitely one of these places that you go to and you can feel like the old, the old kind of magic ways. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so yeah. rare because I feel like if people kind of like catch on to that, like uh, look at Salem, for example, it's like yeah. such a touristy place when maybe yeah, back so in the day it yeah. was like probably terrifying to live there, but the magic would have felt a lot different where now yeah. it's like, 
all the like yeah. witches go there and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. gone. You know, the but, essence is gone. Yeah, Cornwall's super cool too though because when you're there, you sort of like for me being, you know, from New Zealand and having a very New Zealand accent, but when you go there, it, to me, everyone sounded like they were pirates and it's because of the yes. accent. <laughs> but then I was kind of like looking around like, okay, actually they are. Like technically they are pirates, I guess, because back in the day when, um, you know, the British were stacking their boats full of people to go out and conquer new lands, they took the one group of people that knew the water the best and that was the Cornish. They kind of, I guess, stole all the young boys and put them on a boat. So of course, over time, I think they got pissed off and wanted to go home. They're probably, yeah. they were like the original pirates, you know? I love that. Yeah. You've just sold Cornwall to me oh, like 20 times 100%. more than I already had. I yeah. loved it. That's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Was there yeah. anywhere else? Um, oh my gosh. There is so many places. So Iceland actually is a really cool one. I guess Another top again, five that's for me. kind of, yeah, like, but it's off the beaten trail, isn't it? When you're kind of talking about world travel, like not a lot of people would have it, I guess, on their list as no. well. Like it's kind of an out the way place. But um, there, even today, like you would be walking through the main city of, of Reykjavik. And if you sit on the stone in the middle of the city and you see the stone, it stands out like, what the hell is that doing there? If you sit on the stone, you will get arrested because that is an elf house. And so nice. there they still have, like, the government and the police military, like, well, not the military, but Iceland's very small, but the police force and um, the government protect the elves, the trolls, and all these, like, things within society of, like, how people are living. So yeah. they, like, coincide. So you've got these amazing stories of, well, you know, the reason why the road goes around like this you know for a highway is because that's where a giant and a troll lives in that mountain so we're not going to disturb that we're going to go yeah, this way and yeah. it's like that's just everyday language I everyday love talking. that it's so cool it's amazing they have, and like, so, so much respect and like any yeah. other country would be like that's stupid that's a fairy tale where there are some places yeah. where they're like dude I wouldn't mess around with that yeah, they're like, don't fuck with this. Like, yeah, they will kill the you. <laughs> you know, the elves protect the city. Um, the, we don't want to wake the giants. And because Iceland is actually very much like New Zealand, where there's a lot of volcanoes, a lot of geothermal activity. So yeah. things are constantly like erupting and shaking. And they're like, it's the giants waking up. Like, we shouldn't have dug that tunnel Love there. And so that. It's, it's really cool. And every little store you go into in the main street, is like you're walking into somewhere where like Stevie Nicks must have 25 sisters that look like her and they all work in these yeah. shops in Reykjavik because every <laughs> like lady there is like long dresses and like incensing you as you come uh, in. And it's yes. Like, oh my gosh, I love this little place. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I love that. Because <laughs> I now was walking into a store and the lady said to me, oh, no, 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 you can't come in. And I'm like, oh, okay, thinking it's going to close soon. And I'm like, that's fine. She said, a raven just flew over your head. So now you have to walk to the end and you have to touch the, the elf stone. Then you can come back because the raven flew above your head. Then you can come in or else it's bad for business. And I'm like, okay. Cool. That <laughs> yeah. is so Or I have to go to Iceland as well. You have to go to Iceland. Now, before we get into the second part of the yeah. interview, I will quickly ask, now I did ask about the morning routine, but do you have an evening routine or ritual that you like to do? Um, to be honest, it's probably exactly the same as my yeah. morning routine. So I will then distinguish, like blow out the ancestral candle. I will take away any of the food items I've put out for my ancestors and spirits of the house and then I'll make another cup of tea because I'm a tea girl like I drink yeah. tea like you wouldn't believe yeah so that's pretty much it what's yeah. your night tea that you have my night tea at the moment is chamomile and orange blossom Ooh, that sounds good yeah and I'll put a bit of like New Zealand manuka honey in there as well yeah perfect perfect yeah okay so as I said at the beginning Today, if you're listening to this, it is Halloween. So Amber and I, we both love Halloween. We tag each other on Halloween things. We There's the mug to prove it if you're watching this. We love <laughs> Halloween. 
And I wanted to do something for it because if you've listened for a while, you know, I love Halloween. I don't celebrate Beltane on Halloween. That's November 1st. Halloween is left alone. And so I have a whole bunch of Halloween questions for both of us to answer together. Yay! Just to get the Halloween vibes going. Uh, you probably won't learn anything witchy or magical from these other than Halloween is awesome and you should be in the Halloween spirit today. So exactly. yeah. these questions are fun and I'm excited to hear your answers. Uh, cool. So we're going to start strong. What is your favorite Halloween movie? Oh my gosh. I know. I still don't know the answer to this one. <laughs> oh, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, you have to hundred percent, you have to put like practical magic is up there, right? That's like, an obvious one. Obvious, obvious. Um, but you can watch that all year round. So is that's it an everyday movie. Um, Hocus Pocus one and two classics. Yep. Um, you like Hocus really, Pocus too? I did. I did and I, did. I didn't. I was like, oh, it's really modern. But then I was like, no, it is modern. You know, I did. I did like it. I loved it. I thought um, it was good. Yeah. And, but I think, I feel like there's one that people always overlook and it's one that I watched as a kid. And I feel like it's going to be really exciting because they're actually remaking it mm-hmm. with like, you know, more modern actresses and stuff. But have you seen the Halloween movie Death Becomes Her? No, but I know that name. Yeah. So the original had um, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn in it. Oh, and, they, yeah, and they die and then they're like slowly yeah. decaying over the movie yeah yeah and they yeah. have to get the fountain of youth to stay yes. alive they're like bloodsuckers you know what I mean but yes they're actually remaking it now so oh, cool. Goldie Horn's character is going to be played by her daughter Kate Hudson I love and, them so um, much oh so cool and I think Meryl Streep's character is going to be played by Anne Hathaway so I'm like this is going to be awesome so I'm yeah. kind of gearing up to watch that one when it comes out I have not thought about that movie <clears throat> since I was a kid. I'm going to have know. to watch it because I, when I, when I, I watched know. it, I really enjoyed it. I just forgot what it was called. Yeah. Um, yeah. I struggle with this because, again, there's so many, but I would yeah. have to say that one of them is Halloween Town. Oh, okay. So, hell, so, so hands down for me as well because <laughs> I'm not like you a can't blood change your answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not a blood and guts. <laughs> kind of girl like I don't yeah. like the gore of stuff and so I'm not really a horror movie fan at all but Halloween Town is so cute and it's so, so good like it's so magical because it's yeah like I guess all ages can can watch it like yeah. I was watching it last year with my daughter she was you know she's three and I'm 38 <laughs> yeah and I'm like oh my gosh I love this this is still classic yeah yeah my kids love it yeah. and every time it's on that's kind of forced by me going we should watch Halloween Town I'm like yes. glued to it because like for in terms of like effects and stuff it's like so old school but it's just yeah. you forgive it immediately because it's so yeah. cute and actually when we went away we were going to go straight from Disneyland to Oregon because that is where Halloween Town yes. is and we were going to go and see like the giant pumpkin and everything and then we just changed yeah. our minds last minute but I want to do that one day because it's so cool. I love it. Did you um did you end up going to like a pumpkin patch on your trip or no? No, we didn't. We we looked for lots of them and none of them like I think because like California and I'm I don't want to like upset Californians here, but like <laughs> I think the vibe we were going for was very much like New England, Connecticut, fully yeah, like yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. And California just doesn't have it because it's so bloody no. hot. It's um, summer all the time yeah yeah so we just didn't end up doing it so I think we'll go again and we'll probably go to the other side of the country and do like yeah. an, an autumn there um yeah but yeah cool uh next question is what is your favorite Halloween song oh my goodness yeah I know <laughs> oh I don't even know if I can even think of one like I don't know my daughter really loves the Monster Mash. So it's like, a classic. It's a classic, you know, and you sort of put it on and you put the video on and then, like, I just feel like that's so cute. But that plays all the time in my house around Halloween. Yeah. So I'm going to have to say that's that's definitely something that's always there. So I'll yeah. say Monster Mash because I think that's pretty cool. That one's definitely a good one. Um, Thriller is a good one. Oh, Thriller. Yeah, see, thriller. now I'm forgetting them all. And you're I know. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. I tell you thriller, what, though, they have to they have to watch the full like thirteen minute video to get to. how great. Otherwise, that don't is. watch it. Don't even bother. Don't watch it. 
Another good one though is, especially if you're like a 90s, early 2000s um, kid, uh, Backstreet Boys, everybody. Everybody, you've got the is it everybody or Backstreet's Back, whatever it's called, and they're dance. I love that song. (laughs) I still love it. (laughs) Absolutely, they just don't do bands like they used to. They just don't. (laughs) They just don't. Don't even bother making music anymore. (laughs) I'm I'm all about the '90s nostalgia. (laughs) Ah, me too. Um, Okay, what is your favorite way to have pumpkin spice? Oh my goodness. It's so I actually, oh, I don't even know if anyone's really obsessed with it as much as probably like me and you, but um, like I, I have the countdown on my phone too, like every year, like when is Starbucks going to release this pumpkin <laughs> yes, spice latte so I can too. go and get it. And then I'm like a decaf person as well, because yeah, if me I have too. coffee, I'll like have a heart attack, you know? So, me too. Um, but this year I've actually brought some pumpkin spice pie mixes. So I've been making up like pumpkin pies at home and we're eating like pumpkin pie every day. Um, wow, that's a good one. Oh, so good. And so, yeah, pumpkin spice, I'm going to say pies and then your classic like drink. Yeah. Like hot, hot one. Yeah. So I had to Google the name of this because I can't remember it at all. But when I was in America, because we have Starbucks here and it's great, yeah. but it doesn't hit like it does in America. Like one thing Americans do well uh-huh. is they celebrate things extra. Like every yes. holiday is extra. And so yeah. the first thing I did when we arrived was like, I am going to Starbucks immediately because yeah. it's Halloween time. I know they've got their pumpkin spice out. And they had this yeah. one drink and even Patty had like seen this whole hype about it on TikTok. And he's like, okay, we have to order this. And this is what you have to order. And if you're in America and you haven't had one, you have to immediately go and get this. It's an iced pumpkin cream chai tea latte, one pump vanilla, two pumps brown sugar. It is oh. the best drink I've ever had in my entire life. I feel like there's a whole, cause there's a whole secret menu thing out there and like people go crazy for designing stuff. We just don't do that here. Oh no, they don't even let you do that here. They're like, no, "No." they'd look at you like, um, (laughs) it's not on the board. (laughs) Oh, yum. I mean, I did create kind of this one here, um, in New Zealand last year and it was like pumpkin spice, um, latte, iced, iced pumpkin spice latte with oat milk. Oh, it has to Um, have oat milk. Yes. Oat milk, yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we like the, we like the same drink. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and then it was like um, with with vanilla, cold cream maybe, and then it was caramel, something something. Anyway, it was like this pumpkin spice butterscotch. Man, it was good. Stop. What is the cold yeah. cream? Because whatever it is, it's got crack in it. Like it's so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's like a thousand percent more sugar than the human body can take so So, yeah probably (laughs) because I'm like how do I make this at home like do I actually want to know because it's probably my arteries going don't do it (laughs) you've got days to live (laughs) yeah because if I have too much sugar or caffeine like I feel it in my heart you know what I mean so I remember back in the day because I yeah back in the day sort of lived in America for a, a bit as well and like Again, like you say, 100%, they go all out for everything. They do. So even at Christmas time, you know, they're decorating so their porches. Good. Everything's themed, which I love. And even like the um, the peppermint um, candy cane, you know, drinks at Christmas time, I felt like I was awake for like three days straight. Yeah, and I was like, you what, probably is, what is this? Yeah, I probably was. You yeah. lost like weeks <laughs> from your life because you were just awake. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite Halloween memory? um it's different now because I'm making memories with my daughter and it's super fun because we're out trick-or-treating and stuff like that so we we never went trick-or-treating really when we were young because it wasn't a thing in New Zealand it's only becoming bigger now I think the same as Australia but um being back in Scotland and being there for Samhain and seeing them light the bonfire and um seeing all the turnips because back in the day they didn't yeah. have pumpkins that was like yeah. an american thing they carved turnips and you were talking like the most scariest faces you've ever <laughs> they seen were, they were terrifying carved, <laughs> carved turnip is next level yeah 
fucking crazy. That's the devil in a vegetable. It's the devil, yeah. (laughs) But seeing them like hanging as well from balconies, but like never being scared of it, just being like, oh, this is just something my family is going (laughs) to, you know, celebrate. But seeing the bonfire, like that's so cool to see that actually be done. Um, That's beautiful. a lot of the women like walk around with like you have your own little candle through the villages as well. So you're walking around with a little candle and just seeing all the lights. Like I just felt like that was so pretty. Like these are really small places in Scotland. Like again, like there's not the big cities, but yeah. just seeing all the little candle lights, like candle lights in people's windows and stuff. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I'm i the same. Like I loved Halloween <laughs> as a kid, but back then it wasn't like no one cared where now yeah. obviously it's becoming bigger and bigger here. And so I think for me, I remember it would have been, actually it was 20, it must have been 2020. So this is the year yeah. where we have been sitting in our houses for months and months and months just yeah. depressed and like, anxious. Like what even happened in that year? No one Nothing, even knows. <laughs> not, not a damn thing. <laughs> but I do know that we were released from our houses <laughs> literally like the day or two before Halloween and everyone was very like are we trick-or-treating like is this a thing but I think everyone was so desperate for human contact and like a bit of fun and so the area we were living in they did Halloween and so this is and it was also the first year where my kids kind of understood what Halloween was like they weren't little babies anymore they were like little kids and so they got dressed up and they were so excited and they were so excited to leave the house as well because they hadn't been at kinder or daycare or anything and so they're wandering around and everyone had done their houses up so well because they wanted something to do and they're like knocking on the doors and they like the first time they knocked and they said trick or treat and someone like came out and they were dressed up and gave them like a chocolate or something and their faces they were like yeah what is this it was like such a cool moment because you're like we've just been through so much shit and then to see this moment where this magical day has just completely changed for the kids and like opened up this whole world yeah it's like really special yeah yeah to see to experience Halloween now with my daughter is so special like she gets so so into it she chooses her costume and like you know June you know like she loves it and it's yeah I guess it's the same with Christmas as well like as a parent you know you grow up and you have yeah Christmas is cool and then you become like a teenager and and 20s and 30s and you're like yeah then when you become a parent again like the magic comes back so much and I love and that's why I think when people go oh it's just an American holiday and blah 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 I'm like no it's not it's so much fun and it's like if you get in the spirit of it it's like not about the stuff like Christmas not about the stuff it's about like the whole energy that it creates it's just it's so fun so fun well Santa is Santa is real I can say that 100% because I met him on one of my tours um stop it yeah, in a place just outside of Korvala, uh, which is northern Finland. And you can go to Santa's Grotto. They have, like, the reindeer parked outside with the sleighs. And I actually took oh a God. tour of 80 Australians and Kiwis there. And they're oh. all adults and they all loved it. And we went and met Santa and we're going through the Alps. Was he really nice? This whole world. It was so cool. But apparently in Finland, um, you have to have, like, this really strict resume if you can be Santa. So um, you have to be able to speak like twenty languages. Of course you do, because he and, would know. Uh, yeah, he would, because he knows. Yeah, and he's got this earpiece in, and so when he's asking me like, "Hey, where are you from?" and I tell him I'm from Mount Monganui in New Zealand, the little elves are in the background and they channel back to him, oh. and he was like, "Oh yeah, you have a beautiful volcano there," and I'm like, "Oh my god, he knows. Yes. He they bring the magic alive." Yeah, and it's so magic. It's just like, how could you not? Like, how could you not love it? It's so magical. I actually heard that the Santa at Harrods in London is very similar where before you take your kids, you have to like fill out all these like questionnaires. And so when the kids arrive, Santa just like tells them all about their year and the stuff they've been doing. And so the kids are like, oh my God. And I love that. Like that personal touch, it just brings a child's life to the next level like as it should yeah. as it should yeah. I love and then that it's like 
re re sparking our magic as well as yeah. adults. Like, why would you not want to live in a world with magic? <laughs> I agree. I one hundred percent agree. Um, are you? What are you dressing up as this year for Halloween? Mm, that's a hard one. I've been going mm. back and forth. So last year I was a scarecrow. Yeah. I had like a checkered shirt, overalls. I had a straw hat with heaps of straw, Perfect. and the makeup was really easy to do. Yeah. This year, uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna be like a fortune teller. Ooh. You know, with like the third eye and everything. You know, <laughs> yes. I think I'm gonna be that. Yeah. And my daughter is gonna be like Wednesday Adams. Aren't they all? They all are. <laughs> Everyone in this neighborhood, and they've all got the same costumes. <laughs> I think. I was I was wanted to go as a pirate, um, yes. but the costume that I wanted was going to arrive on November first, which is like no. really not helpful <laughs> in any way. So I think I'm gonna go as like a spider woman because I got all these yes. spiders. I'm gonna have them like in my hair and just all around me. So I don't yeah, know what that like is, but it's like the spider witch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, my daughter's going as uh, a black cat she's like cool. all about cats and then my yep. son he's going as mario very spooky cool. and then yep. poet my little baby he's going as pumpkin <laughs> as he would i wanted to dress my daughter up as a pumpkin when she was a baby but we were in lockdown too so oh, boo. She was, we were just inside <laughs> but i wanted her to be like this little round yeah. orange jack-o-lantern pumpkin. you only get one chance to make them a little oh, pumpkin so i, I have know. to grab it. i missed my chance so i'm gonna be living through poet now i will i'll post you photos yeah all right these ones are fun these are would you rather very oh, okay. deep and meaningful ones cool <laughs> i love it would you rather be a ghost or a vampire oh vampires you live forever so I'm just not really sure um ghost 100% because I I feel like I I wouldn't say haunted but I'd say I have such a cool connection you know with spirits here that like I'm gonna come back and haunt everyone ghost 100% absolutely that is like one of my life goals for the next life I want to haunt the shit out of everybody Uh, (laughs) why not like what's yeah. the point of dying <laughs> yeah yeah and with a vampire I feel like they're always so beautiful and put together that that's like a lot of like that's a big heavy makeup routine it's and a lot I'm not of pressure really, yeah a lot of pressure but the thing is I kind of like the whole living forever thing because you can kind of like yes. pick up and make different lives but I think maybe that would get yeah. old after a while but yeah I'd probably have to say a ghost because you can just kind of do whatever you want if you want to haunt today, yeah. you can. If you just want to lie and just be dead for a while, you can do that too. <laughs> yeah, a lot less pressure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you rather spend the night in a haunted mansion or a scary graveyard? Um, haunted mansion. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, if you ever go to Scotland and travel around and go and stay in castles, they are all they are all bloody haunted anyway. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, definitely haunted mansion. I feel like that would be quite cool. Um, graveyard, yeah, that actually probably would creep me out a little bit. So, and then I work with I like hang out with the dead. So no, I'm gonna say haunted mansion. I think I'd say haunted mansion as well. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like in a haunted mansion, you probably would have a better idea of who you're dealing with because there would be yeah. a history of that person or people around. So you could be yeah. like, okay, that's, you know, mad Agatha. She had her head chopped off right. or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't talk Aunt about Mavis, that. You know. <laughs> Whereas scary yeah. graveyard, I just imagine like arms like popping out from the dirt and yeah, grabbing like zombies, you and like yeah, yeah like zombies yeah. and I'm, I'm yeah I've seen the walking dead I don't want to deal with that yeah no we don't need to do that uh would you rather tickle a mummy or pinch a goblin on the bum <laughs> I oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> these are really hard these are hard ones. um I don't think I would fuck around with a goblin, to be honest. No. <laughs> Not after being in Iceland and knowing about, like, what they're capable of. Yeah. Um. So maybe, no, because then it would have the tendency to, like, follow me and come in my home and cause trouble. For revenge. Then, like, a, a brownie. Yeah. yeah. You so, invaded um, personal space. 
Yeah. yeah. Mummy, because you've got like at least a better chance of being able to run a bit, you know, like mummies yeah, are generally just like, like... Their seat quite slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll just do that. We'll tickle a mummy. I think so too, because it's like, you know, it's like a good humored, like we're having fun. Tickle, tickle. Yeah, yeah. They, it's not like they're not going to you know, come out and kill you. Sexual yeah. assault of pinching a goblin's <laughs> Exactly. Um, would you rather sing with a banshee or mix a potion with a mad scientist? Mix a potion with a mad scientist. I feel like Absolutely. actually when I was living in, in Havana in Cuba anyway, like all of the old aunties were lined up and they were literally like putting things in tubes and I'm sitting there going, what? And so I kind of feel like my family in Cuba are like that. Totally. Um, so yeah, get some alchemy going, you know, like what can you, what can you make? What's going to happen? Who I love are we bringing kind of back from the dead today? Exactly. Like, yeah. is this potion going to like take wrinkles away or whatever, you know, like what, what are we going to concoct? You know? Yeah. 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 It goes without saying mad scientists for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last one is, would you rather sleep in a coffin or live in a giant pumpkin? Live in a giant pumpkin. Of yeah. Course. I feel like I have visions of like, you know, the Hobbit houses in the Shire. Yes. Yes. Like, but a pumpkin. Yeah. The curtains would be no super brainer. cute. Like tartan, like brown and yellow yes. and orange, like tartan. <laughs> Living in a giant pumpkin. I can already see the aesthetic. I'm already totally. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm there too. We can live next door to each other. Oh, pump- perfect. Like pumpkin lane or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'll yep. be great. So cute. Yeah. Now, finally, I have for you my five okay. fire round questions. So these Ooh, are just okay. like the getting to know you really quickly, deep and meaningful ones, non-Halloween okay. related. Sure. What is a movie you could watch a thousand times and never get sick of? Um, oh, I mean, it's so not really witchy related, but like Mamma Mia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, but like Mamma Mia 1 and 2. Easy. You either love them or hate them. There's no yeah, in between. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Uh, what is a book that changed your life? The Alchemist by Paolo yeah. Coelho. I think I read that when I was about 15. Yep. And, um... Yeah, just the the messages in there are beautiful. Um, I think it's, it definitely puts something in my brain too about like how traveling and like finding out different about different people, cultures, places, um, and learning experiences as well. So The Alchemist is a really profound book for me. Um, it's kind of how my life ended up anyway. Um, and so yeah, I love that book. I love it. Uh, if you could be any animal for a day, what would you be? Um, like something in the sea, something in the ocean. So whether that's like something big that's not going to get eaten, yeah. like a shark, a whale, or something like that. Yeah. Because I would love to be able to know like what's down there. Yeah. So for curiosity's sake, it would be like a whale or something just for the day. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, and this is, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this one. If you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Scotland. Oh, like, yeah. I feel like that's my heart's home. Yeah. So um, I've got a lot of like homes around the world and places yeah. I've lived and stuff like that. And definitely as well, like Cuba, where my when I know if my family members are from, I've got family in Sweden. But Scotland, when I went there, I actually felt this physical shift in my body. It was like, oh, I've come home. So if I could go anywhere right now, I'd just go to Scotland straight away. Um, and if I'm time traveling, you know, if I could be transported back there you or, or back. transported there in any way, I could just go and see Jamie Fraser. So I'm going oh, back don't even, to Scotland. Don't even start. Go <laughs> oh. <laughs> me to those stones immediately. Oh my goodness. Same. <laughs> Same. All right. Last question. What is your perfect day? Um, perfect day is like waking up, lighting the ancestor candle, having like a bit of time to kind of reflect, say thank you to everyone in the house, go around and um, pay homage to the spirits, have a beautiful cup of tea. Um, a cool day with my daughter would be, we'd be making pancakes, 
um, doing some baking, things like that. And I'm really dedicated to my garden at the moment. It's been like that for a few years now. And so just having me and my daughter, um, because it is just me and my daughter, I'm a solo parent. So um, having her out in the garden and like picking all of our beautiful own, you know, fresh fruit and vegetables and just cooking. Like for me, cooking is another love language. I love just creating food. So a whole day of just being able to dedicate that to cooking and creating food with my daughter would be like the best day ever. Oh, that sounds so good. I would like that day as well. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Well, Amber, thank you so much for being here. If people want to go and learn more and and connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram um, under Romy and Wild and um, that's Romy with an I and Wild with an E on the Mm -hmm. end. Um, and also there's the link to my podcast as well on there wild. So that's really the only place I am at is on Instagram. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It was such a joy to actually like have a proper chat. Um, and yes, thank you so much for being here and I hope you have a good Halloween as well. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, I go all out. I've been gearing up for this for like the last week. The front of the house is decorated with like a huge big spider. Yeah. We're doing that too. Yeah. I love it. So I'm going all out. Can't wait. Best night of the year. My favorite. So I'll be thinking of you on Halloween as well. Me too. What movie are you watching on Halloween? Um, We're just going to go with Wednesday, which is on Netflix because I've, I've really liked watching that actually. So we're just going to chuck a couple of episodes of that on. Is it like seven year old friendly? No, it's actually not. That's so fine. that's when the kids have gone to bed, but I feel like you would love it. Like it's really cool. It's like dark humor. Okay, Um, cool. But yeah, no, for my daughter, we're going to, we'll do Halloween Town for sure. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Amber. And everyone go over and uh, tell Amber how amazing she is. And I will speak to you very soon. (laughs) Thank you so much, Amy. It's been a pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Mm